the algorithm kicked in and it started saying, do you want this couch? Do you want this couch? No joke, Miriam. I decided to hire a truck. And at the end of the weekend, I had 22 of these couches. What? It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Disclaimer. The voice impersonations used in the commercials within this podcast are artistic representations meant to share testimonials, reviews, and endorsements of the book Artpreneur. Please note that these are not the actual voices of the individuals who provided the testimonials. However, all endorsements shared have been provided with permission for public use. We value authenticity and the trust of our listeners, and we ensure that all testimonials presented are genuine and used with consent. Please welcome Denise Duffield-Thomas. Thanks for having me. For those who are tuning in because of Denise and don't know me, I'm Miriam Shulman. I'm also host of the Inspiration Place podcast and the book Artpreneur. And this is Denise, author of multiple books. Yes, so my books are Lucky Bitch, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, and Chill and Prosper. Excellent. I listened to the original Chillpreneur and now I bought the physical Chill and Prosper. Love it. Love your podcast. Definite fangirl over here. So everyone should listen to it. You know how we go through stages of who we listen to podcasts? Well, right now you're on my rotation. So oh, thank you for joining me. We are here to discuss decluttering, which is like one of the most important steps for making room for more abundance in your life. And I just went through a huge decluttering because we sold our four-bedroom house and now we live in a two-bedroom apartment in New York City with very little closet space. And it was basically, it really was, I called it preparing for the afterlife because it really was a decision between do I hold on to this thing or do I really prefer to have this new life? So it really became an actual making room for a new life. But I know that you tell your money boot campers to do this. And I also did your manifestation course. And you also tell them to do that as well. So why don't you take over and tell us why this is so important? Well, I just love the cluttering because sometimes when you are working towards a big goal, you don't always know the steps to achieve it. And so that's why I always say to people, decluttering is the first step because It creates space, it gives you forward movement, and it's something that you can do even if you don't know how to move forward on the particular goal. And the same thing, though, if you do know what the goal is, I think sometimes decluttering is like that seed of faith of going, I am moving to New York. It's happening. I'm preparing for it, meeting the universe halfway. And I going through a big move myself. And so what happened in December is that Mark and I saw a house that we really liked. And we'd kind of been talking a little bit about maybe selling our house because even though it was a massive big dream for us, a massive big manifestation, it wasn't perfect, you know? And so we would sit around and go, oh, I wonder, like, if we could build this again, what would we do? And so Literally, I think it was the 24th of December, we'd seen this house and we made a decision. And so we started packing up the house. And my mom had someone over for Christmas, a friend of hers who was staying with us. And she was going, what are you doing? Because we were just packing up boxes and we were taking things to the charity shop. 
And mum said, once they've made a decision, they've made it. But the thing is, we couldn't do anything about it because it was the 24th of December. It's not like we could go, great, we've sold our house or great, we've bought that other house. But we didn't want to just sit around and just go, universe, make it happen. So we literally started going, well, what's not coming with us on this next phase of our life? And I just think it gives you that opportunity to reevaluate. Who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I value? What have I been holding on to? And then there's always some really interesting layers. And I want to hear this about your move too. I think it starts to bring up stuff from the surface about, I have to keep this. Somebody gave it to me. Or I feel really bad that I spent money on this and I'm not going to use it. And it starts to uncover some things about money, guilt, shame, blame sometimes. And I'm sure there were tons of things that you th- I mean, I'd love to hear because this is what happens for me. Things with tags still on them. Yeah. I mean, clutter. for me, the hardest thing to get rid of is a gift. And it doesn't even have to be an expensive gift. So my brother gave me this very, and luckily he doesn't listen to any of my content. He gave me this very thick book that I didn't want to read. I don't even remember what it was called. And I held on to it for years. And when you hold on to something because of guilt, you're basically holding on to the guilt because you don't stop feeling guilty just because you kept it. You feel more guilty because every time you see it, it re-triggers those guilt feelings. So the way I finally let go of it is like, I'm going to let go of the guilt. Like it wasn't even letting go of the thing. I'm letting go of the guilt behind not reading this book that my brother picked out for me. That's big, right? Because all of our things have meaning attached to them. And for me, the guilt is often around ADHD tax that I pay all the time for buying things that were the wrong size because I didn't pay enough attention. And then I missed the return window. That happens to me a lot. And so I I look at those things and I think I'm so irresponsible with money or I'm so forgetful or I should sell this or whatever. And so I start to go, and so what we ended up doing, we we often put things out on the street because we live in a very, we live right near a beach. So there's always people driving past. All of the things we put out always go within 10 minutes. But it's that feeling of going, you know, should I have spent the money? Is this a waste? Also, people who are very concerned about the environment, which I am too, I start to go, oh my God, I feel so guilty that I, you know, that I bought this. And so there's so many multiple layers of that. And then what comes up for me is when I start thinking about, oh, this is going to a landfill, but then I have to remind myself, but if I keep it, that means I'm treating my home like a landfill. Absolutely. And it can be very overwhelming. Hello there. I'm so sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation, especially since I love the joy that can come from getting rid of things. This is not only about the physical act of decluttering, but also about the psychological benefits of letting go. But if there's anything I love as much as cleaning and tidying up, it's reading. I love books and I especially love Artpreneur. And so did Amy Porterfield, Selena Sue and Alison Stanfield. Let's start with uh, what Amy Porterfield had to say about the book Artpreneur. Attention all artists, writers, and musicians. This is one of the most actionable books out there that will turn your creative side hustle into a legit business. A girl after my own heart, Miriam paves a clear path for success, shows you how to cut through the noise to reveal what really works, and urges artists to gamble on themselves. You need this book. Artpreneur has also been endorsed by Selena Sue, creator of Impacting Millions. Artpreneur is the ultimate guide to building a thriving, lucrative career as an artist. 
And this is what Alison Stanfield, author of I'd Rather Be in the Studio, had to say. Shulman will convince you that you can't afford to wait before you make the leap to the artist's life. She confronts real-life doubts that get in the way of managing an art business while sharing practical tools to set yourself up for success. To order your copy of Artpreneur in any format, head on over to artpreneurbook.com. There are so many bonuses that Shulman generously includes when you order the book. You'll especially love the Artpreneur Affirmations Art Journal video series. Now onward with the Inspiration Place podcast. So what you were saying about that book, that book being a reminder every single time, you might not even be consciously aware of it every time that you see it, but it's like running a computer with all of these tabs open. Each one's just taking a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of your life force energy. And so it's not about being a minimalist. It's about things in your life that take up unnecessary bandwidth. And it could be things that annoy you, things that don't work, things that, are, that have strings attached to them, things that remind you of, you know, for me, again, a bad thing that I did or whatever. All of those things create bandwidth, even if they're tucked away in the, in the cupboard. And so that's why from a manifesting point of view, decluttering is the first step because it kind of lets you get to a, a blank surface in a way. It creates space for new things. And it's not even just stuff. I find that one of the best decluttering things you can do is energy decluttering too, right? So it could be obligations, things in your calendar that you being wishy-washy on. Am I going to RSVP? Am I not? Things that you are going to that you don't want to go to, you know, obligations for your time, maybe pro bono work or volunteer work you no longer want to do. Just all of those things make up so much bandwidth as well. And so that's often where I start. And, you know, recently I was, I was looking at my calendar and I'm going, oh my God, there's so many things in there. And so we just made a decision where we're canceling a filming and photo shoot that's happening in April because I can just feel it already there, feel it on my back. I'm going to let that go and that's okay. Even things like I'll declutter things off my phone. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll go and delete a couple of apps off my phone that I no longer use. Oh, that's super smart. Yeah, it's so easy too. You know, or I'll unsubscribe from a few things or I'll unfollow some things on my social media because I want to just let things go. And recently, a big thing for me is I've been letting go of things that, that cause me unnecessary stress. And I'll give you an example of something I decluttered recently. I bought a combi, you know, those beautiful 1960s, 70s vans. They're cool. So I, yeah, they're beautiful. And I was it blue? One in a photo sh- yeah, it was blue. It was like this. <laughs> I used one in a photo shoot about 12 years ago and I just fell in love with it so much and it became a real part of my brand. So I ended up buying one and restoring it. It took three years. I didn't do it with my own hands. I had a mechanic who did it. And with those old cars, you know, it it just takes forever because they're specialists. They have to get parts from places, all this kind of stuff. So for the last four years or so, I've had this beautiful combi van that I don't drive because it doesn't have airbags and proper seat belts and air conditioning and suspension and all of those things. It's quite dangerous to drive. Every now and again, the brakes will fail. I have to replace the battery every two months because if it doesn't get driven. And it just became this thing of going, instead of being pleasurable for me, it's become this pain in the butt. So I ended up selling it and I thought, next time I want to do a photo shoot, I can hire one. And then it's not my responsibility. So I think I'm in a place at the moment of decluttering unnecessary responsibilities and looking for. How can I have the thing without it being my responsibility? 
That's super smart. But okay, there's two things I want to talk about here as you were like giving it to us. So I want to address like the elephant in the room, which is I don't really like cleaning up. So I don't know about you, but like I know a lot of ADH people, we're messy creatures, especially creatives. And I work with a lot of artists because you can always use something. So we're very creative in our thinking. Like we don't want to get rid of something because it could be useful. You know, I could spray paint it gold and now it's going to be something else. We're holding on to all this stuff. So what do you say to those people? And I'm one of those people who maybe have trouble decluttering when there isn't the motivation of something like moving. So again, I think it is a great thing to do when you're feeling creatively stuck is for me, it's always about the path of least resistance. So when we were decluttering and because we're going, okay, we're moving, Mark would come up and go, are we keeping this or this? Do you want to keep it? And I'd be like, exactly like you. I'd go, but I want to turn that into something. And so I kept on saying to him, let's do the known knowns first. Let's do the known knowns first. And then we can get to the unknown knowns. And he was just, he was going, if you say known knowns one more time, I'm going to scream. Because I'd go, I don't know about that yet, but let's do the linen cupboard because I do not care about the linen cupboard. And so I actually found that when I didn't put pressure on myself, to think about those things, it was very easy for me to be in the linen closet and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, because I didn't have the pressure of the expectation and all of the weight of going, but I might need that box one day. Don't take that box at me. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. And actually, I have a farm and I have a big barn. And so what I actually started doing was almost collecting and hoarding things at my barn a little bit too much. Because I suddenly had all this space for all of this possibility. And this is totally an ADHD example, but I was thrift shopping with my friend who's my designer, interior designer. And we saw this old couch, like a wooden couch with these ornate kind of things. And I was like, oh my God, I love this couch. Let's, you know, spray paint it white and we'll have it at the farm. She goes, yeah, great idea. We went into the next thrift store and I saw an identical couch and I went, oh my God, this must be a thing. So I looked it up and saw what kind of couch it was. So I ended up with two couches. And then I went home and I looked on Marketplace and I saw another three couches, exactly the same. And so then the algorithm kicked in and it started saying, do you want this couch? Do you want this couch? And I realized it's a very, it's called the Javi lounge or something like that. And some of them have like crowns on them. Some of them have like little claws. And no joke, Miriam, I decided to hire a truck. This all happened in the space of four days. And at the end of the weekend, I had 22 of these couches. What? Hi, it's me again. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to cut in, let you know that creating order in our external environment can promote a sense of calm and peace internally. While the level of tidiness that feels calming varies from person to person, there's often a tangible psychological benefit to decluttering and organizing. But there's one book I would never toss, and that is Artpreneur. That's because it's chock full of strategies for truly shifting your mindset. Joe Packham, editor-in-chief of the Women Create Magazine series, shared this about the book. Each of you must first decide if your art is your passion project or if your goal is to launch a profitable business as an artist. Uh, Just as you learn the necessary steps to create your art by first listening to and following the experts, Artpreneur, authored by the successful art business coach, Miriam Shulman, is the handbook that will give you the to-do list, the tools, supplies, insights, wisdom, experience, and secrets that you need to make your art career profitable, successful, and personally rewarding. 
whether you prefer to listen to the book in the audible format so you don't have any visual clutter or you want to keep this as a valuable reference guide that you can turn to time and time again, order your copy over at artpreneurbook.com. And now onward with the Inspiration Place podcast. What was your plan? Well, because my farm, I'm building a barn and we're trying to get wedding permission and to do events. And so I, I was going, when people come to events at my farm, I don't want them to sit on just a chair. I want them to sit on these beautiful couches that are really fancy. And it just kicked in this hyper focus, right, of going, oh my God, I need all these couches. And then I realized too, there's a layer deeper than that for me is I feel responsible for things. I really do. And it was driving me crazy this week because we have council pick up where people put all this stuff out on the street and then the council comes and picks it all up. Do you ever have that? Yeah, we do. So that is how we got rid of most of our stuff is so here where I live in New York, we had the Vietnam vets. And we just had to call them and they would come and they would pick up clothing, toys, most of the stuff that we were getting rid of, they were happy to collect from us. Yeah. Well, most of the places around here, they do it by suburb. So they'll say, you know, on the 15th of whatever, everyone put all their stuff out in the street and they come and collect it all together. So it's out for a couple of days. And I remember as a kid, I loved going and like finding stuff. And so even though I'm very wealthy, There's still a part of me that's like, what can I do with that? Because I didn't have a lot of money growing up and, you know, we kind of had to thrift and all that kind of stuff. And so now I'm still like, but no one's going to love that. I can love that. I can see the potential in that. You know, and I'm sure so many of your audience can relate to that as creative people. We can see what other people can't see sometimes and we can see the potential in it. And I feel sorry for it living there on the street. I'm like, I can make you beautiful. I did a massive garage sale, a yard sale at my farm recently, where my designer, she made me get rid of some of those things because I was like, you know, look at this beautiful crockery set with roses all over it. I need to have that. I need to have that. I need to have that. How and so much we, of yeah. this having trouble getting rid of things actually comes from that scarcity mindset? Because I also grew up without a lot of money. My father passed away when I was very young. And so, you know, we shopped at Goodwill and we never paid full price. So a lot of that comes from that scarcity mindset of wanting something because of deprivation that we had as children. So can you share more about that? Well, it's that classic example of, you know, children of the depression. And we've seen that where they're like, well, I have to hoard plastic bags and I have to hoard food because I don't know where my next one's coming from. So I really do think that's a massive part of it. But I actually wasn't allowed to hoard a lot of stuff growing up because we moved so much. And my mom was actually very unsentimental in like even to the point where she threw away all my dance VHSs of me dancing because she was just like, we don't need this. We don't need this. Sometimes gone a little bit the other way of going, I do need this. We're looking at houses to buy. And every time I go see a house, I go, I can see what I can do to you. And I fall in love with the house and I fall in love with the version of myself in that house. And I can see it. I can go, I can see exactly who I would be in this house. And it takes a little while for me to disentangle myself from that creative imagination because I, I then I have to go, hang on, me, Denise, in this reality, what do you want? <laughs> Does that make sense? Because I can see it. I went into a house the other day that was so not what is on our list, but we were driving past and I saw the open house sign and I said, oh my, just stop, stop the car. I'm going to go have a look. And I had a look all around the house and I fell in love with it and they were packing up. So they said, oh, look, the the owner of the house is coming back. She can show you around. 
and it was actually her parents' house that they'd lived in for like 50 years. And it was so old, And but I was just touching the walls and all this kind of thing. And I was like, are you crazy? But I went, no, because I can, I can see it all. And so I think when you can see all of the potentials, it's hard for us to choose a lane. <laughs> We're trying to live it all at the same time. And that's totally fine. And I think this is the thing too, where we go, how can we have the thing, but it not create chaos in our life? And so it could be that you rent things, you know, for people who love clothing, maybe you, you go for one of those rent boxes where they send you new things and then you send them back or that you have a studio somewhere that you can keep things or that you join like a co-op thing. So it's not like an either or of, you know, we have to live this minimalist life or be a hoarder. It's like, well, what, what do we want and how can we experience those things? I still love thrift shopping, but when we go to a thrift store, we have to donate things first. And the way I've gotten my kids to do this is so good because at first I was like, guys, let's declutter. And they're really good at going, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But then we have all these piles And then they come out and they shop from each other's piles. And then they take all the stuff back to different rooms. And it was just, it's a nightmare because they'd be like, oh, why did you throw this out? I'm going to take this. And so what I've done now is I say to them, when we go to the thrift store, everything you donate, you get a dollar credit for, and then you can buy new things from there. And so then I feel like, oh, we're creating this beautiful circular economy. (laughs) And I don't feel as bad about it. That's right. And you're bringing it to a thrift shop, which usually a lot of the thrift shops, the money goes to a cause as well, right? Also, I think there's something there about allowing ourselves space to be creative, not just collecting creative things. And I've noticed that for myself too, is, you know, I love going, oh, I can turn this into something, but then I had never given myself space to actually do it. And I've been doing that a lot recently of going, okay, I'm just, I am going to paint. Oh, I am going to do that creative project. Um, yeah. I mean, I do of- find that in my studio, if I clean it up, I will immediately want to start creating. So it's kind of like the nature doesn't like a vacuum. So when you, when you get rid of the stuff, it's easier to fill in the space with your creativity, with your creations, with whatever it is you're putting out in the world. Yeah. I love that. Remember that letting go doesn't mean losing. Sometimes it means making space for something even better. Challenge those cognitive distortions. Embrace abundance and watch how your art and life transforms. One of the reasons that Artpreneur is such a great book is that it really addresses those limiting beliefs that hold back, not just artists, but anyone building a business. In fact, it really is a self-development book in disguise as a, a business book for creatives. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Totterman, performance coach and author of The Alter Ego Effect, had to say about Miriam's book. The idea that great artists are just found stars, most artists. Miriam gives the proverbial marketing color swatch so that we can have more well-fed and happy artists. Now back to our topic, you can make decluttering a fun activity that can help in maintaining motivation. This might involve making it a family activity or setting up challenges for yourself. You can also listen to the audiobook version of Artpreneur while you clean up. Laura Belgray, founder of Talking Shrimp and author of Tough Titties, also endorsed Artpreneur. Someone whose mission is helping people get paid to be themselves. I couldn't be more in love with the message of this book. It's going to help so many artists create an income worthy of their talents. Thank you for joining us here today. If you found value in this, in this episode so far, uh, don't forget 
check out the book, Artpreneur, dive deeper into reframing your mindset and building an art business that thrives. Okay, so there was something else you said about letting go of obligations, which made me think of this call here today. So when I was promoting my book, Artpreneur, I thought, I'm going to do Instagram lives with all these artists and whoever. And when I started doing it, people are just not on the platform anymore. Have you noticed that, Denise? I mean, it's not just the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So I have 25,000 people following me on Instagram. When I go to hit that plus button right before I go live, Instagram tells me how many people are on the platform, not how many people are tuning in live, but how many people are actually on Instagram. And it was never more than 65 people. And to get a portion of that onto live, it was a heavy lift. So I had all of these Instagram lives scheduled, including you. And I was like, nope, we are canceling all of them. And even though it was like only 15 minutes, it was like several hours worth of time. And then a few people like you, I said, okay, if you're still interested, we can do a YouTube that's more worth my time. It's evergreen. But it felt so abundant to suddenly have all this time back and not to have to interrupt my day for yeah. a 15 minute Instagram live. Yes. I think that's such a smart thing that so many of us don't do. We kind of go, well, I've committed. That's what I'm going to do. And I have to do it now. I've made my bed. Now I have to lie in it. Right. And there's so much power in that, right? Of going, let's pivot. Let's shift and change. It's totally okay. I did that last year. Actually, I pushed a launch by six weeks and that felt like oh my God, I'm allowed to do this? Yes, you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to renegotiate. You're allowed to say no to things. And it might bring up stuff for you. You know, sometimes we hate saying no. We hate changing our plans if it involves other people usually. But there's so much power in that. And there's always a different, better way. All right, Denise, I so enjoyed our time together. And I'm sure everyone watching had got a lot of takeaways from this. So if you want to find Denise, listen to her podcast, Chill and Prosper, or get one of her many books. So Denise, if people want to get started with decluttering, I think you have something for them. Am I right? Yes. So if you go to denisedt.com slash manifesting, decluttering is the first step of my five-step manifesting process. And I love teaching it from a manifesting point of view, because again, if you don't know what to do, when in doubt, throw something out. Oh, actually, here's a really good tip for decluttering, which works like magic. I always say to people, when in doubt, shave your legs. Because That's so good. Some- yes. And it, it really works for some reason. Because you know when you're just going, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling stuck. And so I say, go shave your legs because sometimes, you know, those shower ideas come up, but it's just symbolic of I'm doing something to shift the energy. And it might not be shaving legs. For some people, it's like, go wash your hair. Or like for me, it's always like, I don't know, plucking my massage or something, you know, getting a little constant battle. Yes, totally. The chin hair at my age. Same. But it's that feeling of shifting something really works from a manifesting point of view and from a money point of view too. So denisect.com slash manifesting. And thank you for asking me as well for that. Okay. We're here on YouTube. So on the comments, I want you to share something that inspired you that you're going to get rid of, either an obligation or a physical thing. Comment below what it is. And if you like today's video, give it a thumbs up, hit subscribe and go find Denise. We'll put every place you can find her down below. Denise, thank you so much for coming with me here today. Thanks, Miriam. All right. Until next time, stay inspired. 
Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com.